You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and wrap it all together with some practical business strategy. In this episode, I am so incredibly happy to have Devin Tracy on. Devin is an international speaker, a published author, paid traffic specialist, and sales professional. He's given talks all over the U.S. and internationally, and now he's a co-founder of Windfall Elite, a digital marketing agency helping coaches systemize their business and increase their customer lifetime value. What an introduction. Thank you so much, Devin, for being on the podcast. It's great to have you on here. I know, right? No, actually, I had my my copywriter right back, so thank him for that one. Oh, really? He did? Okay. Yeah, I was was on my way home, and I was like, hey, I need an intro for this, so he he, he wrote it up. I I will say, definitely flattering, and I will say it's a little bit jealous when I hear the words international, because I've spoken, I've given, you know, like hundreds of talks all over the U.S., but still have yet to break that international barrier. So kudos to you on that. I got lucky on that one. Yes. (laughs) And I will say for anyone listening, Devin and I have known each other for what? We decided we were talking earlier today. What, two years? Did we decide? Yes, okay. Yeah, so about two years we first introduced each other. We were first introduced to each other. Or you introduced yourself to me. Yeah. I want to get that right. Um, and it just, it was kind of a snowball, I want to say, of just learning about, like, we had a lot in common, and then learning, oh, wait, we have this in common, oh, wait, we have also, we have this in common, all of a sudden, and then now, uh, I'm going to tease a little bit of, um, towards, we're going to talk towards this towards the end, tease a little bit about, you're actually, um, helping me with a new project, and so definitely, yeah, so, Definitely really happy to have you on. And I want to get started with something powerful for our listeners is you're at a place, you're at a, I would say, just from my perspective, I will say from where I see you, from where you've grown in the last two years, I see you in a good place right now. But tell us a story of how you've come to this place. Did did you just ask my story? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a really cheesy question, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I've said before. I got you. I've told you. I've told you a million times before. I love your story, and so I want you to share it with everyone listening right now. Okay, I can do that. Um, let's keep it somewhat. Let's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's keep concise. it to uh, kind of how I started as a speaker, since yeah. that that seems more targeted. Because um, if I wanted to tell my broad overarching story it's really just i've listened to the right people at the right times and ignored the wrong people at the right times yeah um, but yep. uh Great and, quote. And it's just that kind of luck right there but um as a speaker because the first thing i ever talked about and what i still talk about is confidence mm-hmm. which is that broad spectrum kind of a notion of confidence which right. communicate with confidence <laughs> <laughs> well that's why you're on here that's why i invited you right so I want to, I'm just going to start the same way that I usually tell this story, which is that I don't have any right to teach anybody about confidence because I don't have, I don't have confidence, Luke. I really don't. 
Um, whoa, actually, whoa, okay. This is this is this is a new this is a new uh, song. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I actually have what you would call probably the antithesis of confidence, which is severe social anxiety. Um, so mm-hmm. I have. I have lists of social anxieties. I, I can't mm. walk into a room without counting my exits. I can't have people behind me. Mm. I get uncomfortable if I don't know how many people are in the room. And mm. I actually have every symptom associated with PTSD except for nightmares and flashbacks. And the reason okay. I don't have those two is because there was no traumatic event. I just hmm. have social anxiety. Okay. Um, so coupled with that, I suffer from panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And so naturally speaking, you can understand how like, getting on stage is a terrifying notion. Uh, It's, it's it's the opposite of what everything in my kind of set way of being wants me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So initially for the first 18 years of life, I I had no issue with that. Besides the occasional panic attack, I was like, okay, these are my triggers. I avoid them. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that works great. I, I, mean, I know, yeah, as you know, and I know as well, avoidance tactics work just great, right? They do, right? <laughs> so, so, they would have worked out just fine. I mean, I was pursuing a degree in mathematics, which would have got me a job where I don't have to talk to people and have to interact with people. <laughs> and I would have had this, like, great situation where I never had to address those issues. And that's good because, uh, actually, anxiety runs in my family. And okay. everyone in my family who has it, just like they take the prescribed anxiety medicine mm-hmm. um so like to the best of my knowledge there's no way to deal with anxiety besides like medication right and like so i'll just avoid the things that cause it because i don't want to use medication kind of a mm-hmm. mindset yeah um so obviously something has to happen to change that mindset right mm-hmm. uh, it was a simple thing and i think it's something that a lot of guys can relate to it was a girl um <laughs> <laughs> So I'm 18 and I'm dating a college student, right? Um, mm. And dude, I didn't even ask her out. Okay, <laughs> um, I liked her and I didn't have the confidence to ask her out. So mm. I kind of just like hung out with her and her friends and was always around until eventually one of her friends was like, "Hey, she likes you. You're going on a date." Um, <laughs> it was like cool and then like so we're dating and i still didn't really have the confidence to like engage in that the way that i think like couples should mm-hmm. um like we were dating but besides the first date we never really went on dates because that wasn't something that i knew how to initiate okay um, interesting so she was going to a college in seattle and in that she had this uh like spring formal coming up or something and I had never been to any form of a school dance. Imagine that, right? I know it's weird. But I, had never been <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I had it either, but, <laughs> but I had yeah. never been to any type of a school dance. And um, I, like, she tells me that it's coming up, you know, and kind of like, like hey, mm-hmm. hey, it's <laughs> me to this, like, hey. Uh, and I knew, that, and I was. It's not that I was so stupid, and I just didn't get that. That's what she was getting at. Oh, no, I did. I just didn't ask her, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when the day got close enough, she asked me, um, and I said yes, and I was excited and like looking forward to this. I'd never been to one, and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Well, Luke, I just gave you a long list of like my social anxieties. Do I want to be at a school dance? <laughs> Dude, no. 
No. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's the worst possible mind. place. Never Loud seen. music, lots of people, expectations, a girl, lots of girls. <laughs> right, and like, if you're dancing, there will be people behind you, Luke. There, there oh, will. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you're gonna yeah. be close, and it's gonna, it's, and um, mm-hmm. oh, I, by the way, to date, it stands out in my memory that I do not know any way besides the way that I went into that building to get out. Um, and wow. that's something that matters to me. And I was like, yeah. I, could, I only knew one exit and that was stressing me. So lo and behold, I had an anxiety attack right? mm-hmm. while I'm at the stands. And makes, so, that makes sense. Yes. Um, so I did everything I could in my power and I probably, I, I forced up like more, what would you call it? like, mm, like the mask, like the strength, like. Yeah, yeah, mental resolve. I had more strength than I've ever had to deal with an anxiety attack in my life. I've hmm. never done that well at hiding one since. Um, Interesting. Because you can't, like, you typically cannot control an anxiety attack to any level. I, I, I know very well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> First hand. <laughs> I did everything I could, and I was, just, and I was, so I'm sitting, or I'm standing, but I'm up against the wall. Because that way people can't be behind me and I can get mm-hmm. rid of a stressor. Yeah. And that way I can see everybody and I can control the stressor. Mm-hmm. And I'm up against this wall, like with my hands in my pocket so you can't see that they're shaking. And mm-hmm. just thinking to myself, I'm at this party with a girl who's crazy about me. And I can't even enjoy it. I can't even dance with her. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we came to a dance and I can't dance. Are you kidding me? And I just decided mm-hmm. right then and there, I was like, this is never happening again. Um, this is never happening. And I guess I could have went to one of two ways about it. I could have made the decision, this is never happening and I'm not going to dance this. Like, I could have. Um, I decided to deal with my anxieties. I decided that I can't avoid these. They're getting in the way of my life. I'm going to do something about it. So I started studying and learning. I read books. I went to seminars. I watched webinars. I bought courses. I got coaches. I did everything I could to learn, and I went further than that because I actually applied what I used. I took a job as a greeter at my church because then I'd have to shake people's hands, which I'm uncomfortable with. I started taking sales jobs so that my income and my livelihood was dependent on my learning social skills and getting over my social anxieties. Mm -hmm. And I spent, I did that for years, just as a getting over these anxieties that I have myself. So... Let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, January 2017. Okay, mm-hmm. that girl, by the way, is long gone, uh, but <laughs> yeah. that moment isn't. And January 2017, I took up swing dance lessons. Over the next two months, I got more than 200 hours of dancing under my belt. I, I learned rumba. I learned waltz. I learned tango. I learned salsa. I learned foxtrot. I learned hustle, and I learned a ton of swing dance. Wow. I didn't even know that. Oh, wow. Okay. For a solid week, that one week, I had done the math, and I danced more than I slept. No joke. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? And, you know, the mentality, like, I want to be able to, no matter what music comes on, grab a girl and make her look good. That's my thought process. Yep, yep. So, January, February, March. March, I gave a dance demonstration in front of an audience of 150 people. In March, I started teaching swing dance classes. In March, I published my first ad that showed me swing dancing. And I use this because 
I couldn't dance. <laughs> and I mean, I could also say at that point I had talked in front of thousands of people. I had gotten on stage in front of 1,600 people and I had like openly talked about my <laughs> shortcomings and my sex life. You, I've told you this story. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes you have. <laughs> but I couldn't dance and that's the one that stood out to me. So the big pivotal and the change that like really set in what I should be doing in life was the fact that I can teach people to dance. Um, that's see, my story. <laughs> and see, that's the thing that I just, I, the thing that in, when, it, when you first told me your story, like, I, I honestly, like, we got to know each other over time. Like, it wasn't, I, I mean, I've, I'm still learning things. That's why, like, if I'm acting surprised while listening to you, it's genuine. Like, I actually haven't heard some of these things before. Um, so it's, it's not, for those of you listening or watching, because I am filming this as well, recording Devin, so you can actually see him and him talking and him dancing, trying to dance right now. Um, I, I, <laughs> I am genuinely surprised when I act surprised. I'm not I'm not one of those hosts that are like, hey, that's so funny. It's like, I knew you were going to say this. We had this talking bit. Um, and I just love that image. I mean, it's such a short amount, because if you think about it, relatively, it's such a short amount of time from you paralyzed in the corner of a dance, where you're on a date with a girl, right? As you said, your words, crazy about you. You didn't have to do anything to, to actually like, impress her. She was already nope. impressed by you. But still, like, the social anxiety was so... And I, I'm... Trust me. Like, I've totally been there. As that, you know, dealing with anxiety and so many other things. And I totally feel you with that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners, if they're trying to grow your confidence or communication skills, you've probably suffered from some form of anxiety as well. And that's why I love your story so much and why I wanted to share it. But it went from that... To teaching other people how to dance, to performing, dance, and and um, I've seen videos of you dancing, of swing, of you swing dancing, and I will say, I know swing dancing. I consider myself um, an average swing dancer. Like I can hold my own when it comes to swing dancing. Um, it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure I can hold my own. And I was very impressed by by your level of swing dancing. So it's also a really old video, and like. <laughs> It is. It is a very old video. Um, so I'm sure you've improved or maybe you haven't practiced and so you've gotten worse. But, um, well, but I dance partners in San Diego, so. Yeah, that, 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 that does hurt. Um, maybe I can, maybe I can pick it up because I'm, I'm here. But, so, the re and that's another, like, there's so many reasons why I, ha I wanted to have you on this podcast. Um, and why I've gone to such great lengths to get you on this podcast. For for example, for and for those See of you wondering, did me, guys. <laughs> I did. Um, we're recording this at eleven right now. It's eleven oh six p.m. We're recording this on a Monday night. So we've both been working what a twelve-hour day at this point, at least something along those lines. You might have been. You were. I think. Yeah, because we before, were right? we were collaborating at we, ten we, this morning. Yeah, so, we literally had a had an hour yeah, long phone. That's a uh, thirteen hour time call. frame, right? Yeah, so we've literally, yeah, we've literally yeah. had like a what, yeah, thirteen, fourteen hour work day, um, and then we're recording this episode right now. So, again, just another reason why I appreciate you having you on, but another reason why I wanted to have you on here because just a lot of what you do is impressive to me, and I like I've, we talked about before is that one of the key things that I look for in other people is my ability to respect them 
and them respect me as well. Like that mutual respect is very important to me. So, and of course you have, your story goes much more in depth, but I'm going to have to stop yeah. there. So I wanted to focus on your book for a second because you did write a book. Can you inform us? So, so people can find you, your book on Amazon. What is it called? My book, let's see, what did I title that thing? It was something <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> I, was giving, I was giving you the opportunity to, to share that. The personal marketing booklet, How to Be Magnetic and Well-Received. There yeah, we go. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, wanna, I, I can't wanna even present it. Nice. <laughs> no, dude, when I'm on stage and I like get to the point of my talk where I'm like, I wrote a book, I grab a copy of it as if to read it as a prop. No, I got to read that. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I totally get it. Like in like me being in the middle of writing books, of creating products, I don't remember anything about what's happening. There's so many things happening at once. Um, but yeah, so I read it. I bought it. I did. Um, I liked it. Um, and I, I think I also... I appreciate you. Yeah, so I mean, and the thing I, I really enjoyed about it was how practical it was. Because as you know, I don't read business books. I'm... I'm very much, when it comes to reading business books, I don't do it because I find there's so much fluff. And what I like about yours is it's digestible like it, and it's and it's small, not in a bad way, but then it's very, it, it's simple. I literally to the cut point. the fluff out. Exactly. And just left the value tip. You don't need 500 pages. Right. Use. No, that's, that's something that so many authors do, especially in this space, is they're going to write a book that mm -hmm. they will tell a story that illustrates a point preface the point, make it stand out, and then tell two more stories that reaffirm it. Yep. Why do you need those extra stories? In exactly. my mind, if the point is valid enough on its own, it's up to you to take action. Like, take action mm -hmm. on it. I don't need to persuade you on this. I know it works. Yeah, exactly. And you already bought the books. So right? right, and I already bought, yeah, so I can be a testament to that is that like while you had like what why you had so while you had you know things in there, I felt that a lot of it was appropriate. So I wanted to focus on one part of it though, because yeah. this is the part that you do a little bit differently. Is when you talk about productivity. Now productivity is I'm so sick of seeing articles about productivity. I literally, just the other day, I disabled my newsfeed on my Google, because um, I use the Google um, like home page on my phone. Um, so I they have a built-in Google feed in there of recommended stories. I just disabled it because I was so sick of seeing articles that I was done with. <laughs> done with these topics, so done with them, but you take productivity differently. So people take, people, everybody and their mother, including myself, like I have talked about productivity in the past. What do you say about productivity that hasn't been said before, maybe isn't as mainstream as other productivity tips? I'm going to answer your question because I love your question. I love talking about it. But first, yeah. I'm going to make two just like statements. Okay. I, feel like they, I feel like they both need to be made. One of them's not for me, but it has to be made. Um, but first off, one thing that makes it different is it's productivity, Luke. Do you have... <laughs> <laughs> we literally just had this conversation. It's productivity. Have, the product. Have, hey, no, like, serious, serious question. Do you have a way for your <laughs> subscribers, for your listeners, to weigh in? Because I want to know which way. Yeah, I can put a poll. I can put a poll in the show notes. So if you go, okay. So here's the thing. Okay, so LukeDMaxwell.com/slash/podcast. Um, if if you're listening to this later, just um, either search Devin, or I believe this is going to be episode number thirty-seven. Um, I, like I said, when I, when I pre-record interviews, um, it's not always certain on where it's going to land in my other pre-recorded episodes. 
pretty sure it's going to be around 37 or 38, or somewhere around there, okay? So either search Devin or, um, or look through and find that number, right? It's going to be in the show notes. I'll figure out a way <laughs> after this to put a poll um, to whether we pronounce it productivity or productivity. If Is this going like on me, YouTube too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah leave YouTube. comments too, guys. Leave comments. I want yeah. to know. In the comment section, um, we will definitely have this. And it, um, in fact, I'll make a note just to make sure, because um, I'm right. Of course, I'm right. But that's <laughs> but that's not focus pro. too much. Pro at it. So it's productivity. But it's product. So okay. <laughs> Pronunciation aside, we're gonna let the audience decide, and we will. Right. We will convey. Right. Okay. I'll triumphantly call you one morning. And I'll reign over my supremacy in my pronunciation. But until then, let's get into yeah. how do you teach productivity? Hey! Mm. See, I, I feel like I just won because he said it my way. Anyway. I did that on purpose just for you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so productivity. I'm, I'm sorry about that, Danzer, but that was. <laughs> uh, productivity. Here, here's the really, here's the biggest issue with it. Most people who teach productivity teach it as if the audience wants to learn productivity. Okay. okay. So, I know if if you are like me and at any point in your life you searched productivity because you mm -hmm. wanted to learn about it. Right. And so, good marketers know to tell you what you want and give you what you need. Mm -hmm. What you need is not productivity tips. Those don't work. Okay. Like, let's be honest. I yeah, mean, there well, is... no, I've, true. I have, I have tried. Like, I'll, I'll live a right. testament. Um, they don't work, and it's like it's almost like anger management tips. That it's like, oh yeah, that 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 works great in theory until you're angry. Like, like... I love the comparison. Really, like comparison is almost too real. Like, really. So it's it's that it's that issue. It's that um. So here's what it is. Productivity is yeah. one of a long list. Uh, I'm gonna keep it short, but it is a part of a long list. I focus on the big ones of yeah. buzzwords that people search. Okay. Oh yeah, totally. And and when they search it, that's not what they want. And I figured out what okay. they want, so I just teach what they want and tell them it's productivity, or, or rather, I teach them what they need and I tell them it's productivity. Right. So um, productivity, discipline, motivation, and oh, let's say we could keep it at those three, but there's like a long list. Um, mm -hmm. Discipline. Did I say discipline? Yes. Okay. I discipline, believe. motivation, productivity, and focus. Okay. Focus is the one, right? Those are the biggest four uh, buzzwords that people search when yeah. what they're really trying to figure out is how to be more efficient with their time. Mm. Okay. So what it, where, what it turns out is that productivity is an expendable resource, which means as you use it, you lose it. Think like a gas tank. Okay. okay. So as you drive your gas tank runs out of energy. And then you need to fill up. Well, the only way to fill up with productivity is to take a break, unfortunately. Okay, mm -hmm. But it's an expendable resource. As it mm. turns out, so is focus. As it turns out, so is... What one am I for? Dude, you're the expert. <laughs> I am the <laughs> It's your for discipline? We got, okay. Productivity, focus, motivation. Right, motivation. Yeah, that's all the one. three expendable resources. Discipline is a learned behavior. Okay. Okay. 
So you can be disciplined in anything. People are disciplined in all sorts of things. One thing I know for a fact that you're disciplined on, Luke, I, I'm going to say this based on this video, based on okay. what I can see. Something that I know for a fact that you're disciplined on is okay. putting on a shirt before a podcast. <laughs> Hey, it's a discipline. Dude, part. no, you don't even know how real that is. I literally put on a shirt. Well, because, I mean, it's 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> I wasn't wearing this. <laughs> so, you see my point, right? Um, right, yeah. Personally, I put on shoes every morning. I don't know why, I just do it. <laughs> oh, but I'm sorry, that's weird, but yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's a habit, right? It's a habit that you've built right. into yourself. Right. So it's an intentionally trained habit. And once you have it to the point of being a habit, it's because you're disciplined in that. Okay. Okay. So the best thing you can do for productivity, and let me know how in-depth you want me to get on this. But the best, thing you go, can do, yeah. Yeah, the best thing you can do when you're searching productivity and that's what you want to develop is you learn how to optimize those expendable resources. And in mm -hmm. your process of learning how to optimize them and how to function with them, mm -hmm. you learn to be disciplined in doing that. So... One of the okay. easiest ways of doing this is, uh, okay, let's start with focus. Okay. Do you have any idea how long you can be focused for, Luke? Um, I mean, I've seen things that say we're less focused than a goldfish, less, less attention span than a goldfish. I think it depends on what you're focused on, because I know I can build a website for literally 18 hours straight and remain completely focused the entire time and not eat or do anything. <laughs> Right. And that's uh no, the I'm, I'm, I'm a little abnormal though. Like I'm not <laughs> I am not at all. That that's actually not abnormal, Luke. So many people think that that's unique because yeah. it's so rare that those things happen. So okay. some people they have like focused times where they're focused all day long like that mm -hmm. once a month. Some people see it once a lifetime. Some people see it all the time. Mm -hmm. I, like this isn't unique that it happens. The regularity of it might be unique, but yeah. this is it was after one of these like hyper-focused days mm -hmm. where I just got everything done that I actually started studying this and I was fascinated with it. And I was like, how does this work? And here's what I can honestly tell you that I have learned about that. Those focused days cannot be intentionally created. Very interesting. Okay. 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 <laughs> so this is something I try to do. And I think right. most people try to do this right and what ends up happening believe it like every time is it ends up being one of your le less productive days out of the week and you end mm -hmm. up really upset with yourself at the end of the day yep oh dude yeah so real <laughs> that's Too because real. you're that's because you're taking three expendable resources running the tank to e and not letting yourself fill up the tank okay because you have the belief that you should be able to keep going because you don't realize they're expendable resources right mm -hmm. so Let's, uh, that was focus, discipline, um, motivation, and let's talk about productivity, okay? Yeah. I, I love starting with productivity. It's actually the easiest way to frame and understand the time frames. Mm -hmm. um, so, do you know how long you can be productive for? Uh, actually, no. I feel like you've told me and I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for this, when I, when I give a talk on this or when I have a training on this, I like to use visual aids. I don't have a visual aid, so I'm just mm -hmm. going to describe it and hope that I can describe it in like, glorious okay. details. Well, this is also being on, this is also going on YouTube well, and Facebook video. Um, yeah, somehow, I still somehow. don't have a visual aid. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you could use your hands or whatever. I'm going to try. Okay. I'm gonna try I don't know how descriptive like, your visual aids are. Yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, 
if you look at a productivity over time graph, okay? okay. So we put productivity on the y-axis, mm-hmm. we put time on the x-axis. What studies have shown is that the shape of the function is a curve that starts kind of higher up. Okay. So you get this curve. Okay. I'm going off frame, all right. You get this curve. No, no, you're, you're a little, yeah, you're a little frame. You're still in frame. Um, so what we found is that the peak for the average person, you're not average, so we're going to get into how to personalize Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, um, or yeah. everybody <laughs> listening to this, you are not average. Right, right? yeah. No no one, you, nobody's, nobody's actually average. It's, it's... So I'm going to teach you how to personalize it. And if you choose to do that, awesome. And if you don't want to do it, then just go with the averages. You're close. Uh, probably close. <laughs> so the average productivity peaks at 15 minutes after starting the task. So 15 minutes okay. in, you are most productive. Okay. okay. The average productivity flatlines at half an hour. So any really amount of time fast. put in that fast, that's the wow. average. So any time that you put in after that for the average person is wasted time. You've heard of the 80-20 rule, right? Yeah, yeah. No, of course. Yeah, that's why. Okay, so everybody knows the 80-20 rule in the concept. Oh, 20% mm-hmm. of your results come from 80% of your efforts. Right. 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. Mm-hmm. That's why. It's because most of our efforts are being done outside of our productivity windows. We're not being productive. So, wow, okay. How do you fix it? Well, I, go ahead. <laughs> the, uh, the brain is like a muscle. Okay, and when it's right. fully flexed, it stops moving. Mm-hmm. If I keep my muscle flexed, if I keep my bicep flexed, there is no way for me to move my arm anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to relax it. Your brain's the same way. If you want to be able to be productive again, you have to take a break. Okay. Our studies show it has to be a minimum of 10 minutes to be effective. That much? Right. And that's frustrating for so many people. Well, yeah, for me, that gives me, like, actually makes me feel anxious, like, to not be working for 10 minutes. We'll fix that, too. Don't worry. (laughs) I have optimized this, I promise, so that you can actually create those days where you're productive all day long in a manner that's not wasting your productivity cycles. It's not wasting your focus cycles. That's optimized. And that's the discipline part of it mm-hmm. is just knowing how to do this. Okay. So first, before I get deeper into that, I'm going to talk a little bit more about focus because okay. focus is just as valuable here. Okay. And if you're not using them in tandem, you're wasting a lot of energy. Okay. So the average focus time is half of your productivity peak. So if it takes 15 minutes to get productive, you can stay focused for seven and a half. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Gosh, so hard to explain. Oh, I understand <laughs> the math behind it. You take half of 15, 15 and it makes seven right. and a half, so. So wherever your productivity peaks, half of that is how long you can typically stay focused for. Okay. 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 So knowing that, you use that and you start manipulating what you're going to do and when, and you start, and the biggest value that you get from knowing how long you can stay focused for is not getting mad at yourself for not focusing. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. So okay. Okay. Here's, yeah. here's the reason that we have to talk about a focus session in productivity. Okay. Because mm-hmm. your focus time is what we're going to use to figure out your productivity time. Okay. Your productivity okay. window, the average is half an hour long. Um, okay. What's yours? So we find that by finding first how long we can stay focused. Okay. Here's what you do. You take something like a dictionary. 
mm-hmm. are something that you are going to hate reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I, I might like, like it, it, but okay. okay. That's why I say that, that's why I say it that way. Like, <laughs> right. I would hate reading a dictionary, but if you enjoy it, don't read a dictionary. Bad idea. I would um, get addicted. That's, that's why I have it because I would just not be able to stop, stop learning, learning the words. words. Okay, find something that you're gonna hate reading. Okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe just like some business book that makes no sense. But yes, okay. Right. Like maybe you're. I'm getting. Oh. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So take something. So take something that you find annoying. Yeah. And then do that until you can't focus. Something that you find boring. Okay. Right. Oh yeah. Sorry. Boring. Not it. Yeah. So you then you take a stopwatch and you start reading. Okay. You stop the first time you either find yourself rereading a line, skipping a line, or zoning out. Oh wow. Any of those three? I can. Yeah, yeah, that's like 10 10 seconds for me with some things. Okay, honestly, the first time I did this, my focus window was two minutes. For something I didn't like? I'm not surprised. Um, So my focus window was two minutes, which means that my productivity peak was four minutes and my flatline was eight minutes. Well, what What were you reading? That was a dictionary. Oh, what's oh, a dictionary? Okay. I'm surprised. Two minutes. Okay. The average person will be seven and a half before they find themselves doing one of those three things. Um, huh. Okay. 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 Uh, mine was obnoxiously short. I can honestly tell you I, now. I feel like mine would be much shorter. Because, like, the problem, like, I, and I know with my personality, I've learned enough about myself with personal development and developing myself. Is that I have no patience for something that's wasting my time, and you know this, right? And I, I know we've we've had discussions along this line. Is that if something's like I hate um, waiting in lines, and that's one reason why I don't I I haven't gone I've gone to like Disneyland like the only amusement park I've been to in like ten years because I hate waiting in lines. I don't know, sorry, that's not true. I was forced to go to Not Scary Farm um, <laughs> two years in a row, but like. Um, that, um, that was, was those with friends, friends and there was you know, a lot of situations about it. But like, one thing is like I hate waiting in lines and I will not go to a music park just because I will not wait in the line. Like I refuse to. I refuse to. So I guess what you need to do before you do this is understand mentally it's not wasting your time. Well, yeah, I know. It's like something boring. So I'm trying to think of like something that would be boring to me. The problem is like I love, I love reading and I love learning and I love experimenting with myself. Um, and, like, and like, you know, you trying different things. things. So, like, so like, I know I for me, I'm a bit weird when it comes to these kinds of things. So, so for, for, like, the normal, like, for the person listening to this episode, I don't want to necessarily use me as an example because I feel I wouldn't represent a lot of people listening to this episode because I have a very particular personality that maybe is not represented of the population as a whole, but definitely not of people who listen to this. Okay, so... Listen, Listen, so that's step, step one, one is, is, is like, like read something that's boring. It's like the dictionary. You gave an example or like something yep. you would find boring. Find that um, the time, time that you lose your place or reread a line or just lose focus, then multiply that and that's your focus time. Correct? Am I getting all my words right? You're close. Uh, yes, you just didn't say multiply it by what? Um, two. Oh, no, I didn't say two? So, yeah. So, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, multiply by two. If you multiply it by two, you get to your productivity peak. You okay. double your peak, oh, and that's peak. your productivity. Oh, okay, right. Okay, got it. Right. 
So multiply that number by four to jump straight there. Got it, got it. Um, right? I can't, I can't tell, tell that you're a mathematics, mathematics major, major at all. <laughs> but it's, but it's I love, like, like, I love, I love this. Though. I love bringing like, like science and math and like just hard numbers into something right that people consider wishy-washy and about feelings. Right. And it's not. It's something that you can train and you get disciplined in. And the coolest thing about it, honestly, mm-hmm. is when you start trying to conscientiously affect this. Like I said, my productivity window used to be eight minutes long. Okay. Today, it's 42 minutes. Wow. Um, because once you're making a conscious effort, you can manipulate it, you can change it, and yeah. you can develop that. And so when, like, I grew up my whole life with ADHD, and, like, they told me that I couldn't focus, and that, like, medication's the cure. No. Mm. Like, just, like, study, learn. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Uh, and then, in that, when we're talking about focus, let's mm-hmm. talk about focus a little bit deeper, because I'm wanting anyway, because I'm here. Um, <laughs> so. One of the great ways that I love talking about focus is talking about, like I said, we have a very short focus window, but your brain's doing so much, Luke. Oh, your yeah. Brain is, I, your oh, brain yeah. is doing so much right now. You, know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't need, need to, to tell, tell me. me. Yes. <laughs> when I was in college and there was, I was stumped, because I, I have a degree in mathematics, mm-hmm. um, major in mathematics, minor in statistics, focus on economics. Yeah. I liked hard stuff. I liked problems that I couldn't figure out. Exactly. So, what I would do if I knew it was going to be a challenging problem and I had the time is I would look at it and I would close it and I would walk away. Because I know the way your subconscious works. Mm-hmm. And your subconscious chews on things. Mm-hmm. Here, here's, the, here's the way that I like to explain it. Like Your conscious mind can be represented as like a stick man. Okay. And your subconscious mind can be represented as a computer. Because computers will do exactly what you tell them to. But right. as everybody who's ever taken an intro to coding class will tell you. Oh, like, yes. You don't know how to tell it what to do all the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I suffered, suffered through a semester, semester of programming. programming. It right. was awful. So you know, like, it'll do exactly what you say. You don't always know what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. But if you can learn how to program the computer, you can make it work for you. So right. a focus session is only, or a focus window is only seven minutes long, let's say, okay? Let's okay. go with the averages. Yeah. So what? You know how long you're productive for. And you know that at some point, your subconscious is actually playing the role of the focused element as long as you're giving that chance. And those breaks, those 10-minute breaks, are where your subconscious does the most work. But remember, we said we don't want to take 10-minute breaks because like, that's, that's terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. So, okay, right. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I know I would, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use, and I agree, and most of the people that I teach this to agree. And they're mm-hmm. like, I can't afford to take 10-minute breaks every half hour. Exactly. Like, hey, me neither. Actually, my breaks are 18 minutes long, and then I go and I do like housework and stuff. Now, okay. That's my personal fix, but there's a better fix if you want to be, just be productive for like six hours straight or eight hours straight. Um, and I'm going to use a, I'm going to use the exercise analogy. And remember, I said that when your brain is fully flexed, it stops moving. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. when you're working out and your arms are sore because you worked out yesterday, what do you work out today? Your legs. There you go. Good idea. Work Smart. Forward, work out a yeah. different muscle, right? Yeah. And then you can still work out continuously. Right. So do the same thing with your brain. Okay. When you reach the end of one productivity cycle, mm-hmm. take a different task on that uses a different part of your brain. So if you were okay. doing something analytical, do something creative. Okay. If you were reading, and like one thing that I did for a long time was I would mm-hmm. switch between everything that I do in business and reading. 
And then I was educating myself as okay. I went. Um, and I, what I do now frequently is I will switch between the videos that I've gotten in the courses that I've purchased and mm -hmm. the implementation of whatever the video said or of whatever right. else I was doing or whatever. And um, that's a healthy balance anyway to go between learning and doing, not just like all doing and no learning, but and all learning and no right. doing. So that's a healthy balance anyway, but it also works for your productivity and focus. Right. And now the last one, let's just talk about it really briefly because it's really simple. Mm -hmm. Motivation. Yeah. Okay. Productivity. Empties in half an hour. Yeah. Uh, focus. Empties in seven minutes. Motivation. 30 Ten seconds. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it, it actually, you, you bring up a good point, honestly, because it depends on how you define motivation. Right. Um, yeah. That's what, that was my next thing. But yes. Um, he jumped in. But in a grander sense of it, motivation is in the implementations that I tend to use mm -hmm. it's actually like one of the best sustaining resources that we have motivation really? huh. are you more motivated to get things done in the morning or at night morning okay the fact that oh, you yeah. could answer that that quickly not shows even a question how long it takes for motivation to dial back because I didn't say what time right I'm talking like 4.30 in fact I recently discovered that it's not, and I haven't done this because I know it's not, it wouldn't be healthy for my body. But I realized that if I were to maximize my productivity, <laughs> did I tell you, I can't remember if I told you this or not, but I would work from 12 a.m. until 10 a.m. Like, if I were to do, like, I would get the maximum amount of things done if I change, but I know that my body isn't built, like, to sleep during the day and be awake during night, so I know the ROI, the eventual, pro the eventual output would be better if I adopt a more normal schedule. Right. Um, I get that. Most of my best work comes at around 2 a.m. Right, exactly. Um, so I get that. But, uh, okay, so I asked, are you more motivated in the morning or at night? And mm -hmm. you said morning for sure. Are you more motivated at 7 a.m. or 7.30 a.m.? 7. Okay. 7 so, I love how long it took you to think about it. Oh, yeah, it. I know. I, know. That's I, saw you, I saw you smile. I know. I saw it. Because that's going to prove my point right there. You mm -hmm. was so quick that you're like, oh, I'm more motivated in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's because motivation takes all day to drain out. Interesting. <laughs> Because, and here's the thing, I think, and this is something I think um, listeners will relate to, um, and I know you definitely relate to, too, is that um, this can happen, is that I'll be, I'll be feeling tired, right? And I'll be, and I'll just be drained, like, especially, like, today. Today was just nonstop. It was absolutely brutal today. Just, like, with problem solving, you know, all the things that come about when launching products and running a business. So many problems today, right? So, so I was, was definitely, definitely feeling a lack of motivation until like two hours ago, right? Um, and so usually when I'm at this point, um, I know, and myself, and I know a lot of people just from experience of one-on-one -on -one coaching and talking to people, is that you'll try to like listen to music or watch an inspirational video or watch something to get you pumped up, but that doesn't last very long at all. So that's why I'm curious about how you define motivation because I know with... How I define motivation is all is pure feeling, and I don't give it any credit at all when it comes to work. Like I, I agree with you. I really, yeah. I've come to really dislike that word motivation. I feel like a lot of our listeners have too, because it just feels so empty nowadays. So, what are you talking about when you mean motivation lasts all day? 
or at least so, a work day uh, focusing on. And last all day, it drains right, throughout exactly. the day. It, it drains, drains, sorry, yeah, it drains throughout <laughs> the day, yeah. That's what it is. So, I'm going to... I'm, I think I'm going to answer that in kind of a roundabout way because okay. uh, I think it's kind of the only way to address it. Um, but that, that kind of motivation that you're talking about that you're like, oh, I do something to get excited and like, right, watch a motivational video, listen mm-hmm. to a song, right? And that's so quickly fleeting. That is completely emotion-based, right? Yeah. And yep. emotions, dude, don't, don't <laughs> try to run your life based on emotions. I know. Oh, no. Oh, I know. So, um... The uh, the bigger issue there is, okay, let's let's put it this way. You are more motivated to get things done when some extra outside source has placed it upon you. Yes. Right. Yeah. So a deadline. Totally. Okay. Yeah. You're you're gonna get. So, I did my best work in college. Two mm-hmm. days before the deadline of the assignments. Oh yeah, well five minutes before the deadline of the assignment. <laughs> so my I biggest can attest to that. My biggest assignment that I had, my my capstone project that my degree hinged okay. on, okay. was I recreated a proof. Well, I I created a proof that was reproving something that won a okay. Nobel Prize in 1971. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is out of my league when it comes to so, math. I had nine months to do this. Mm-hmm. I did it in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds like a normal college student. <laughs> right. And th- it's because when it's that far away, we don't have the motivation to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you get closer, that impending deadline gives you motivation, right? Yeah, totally. And it's kind of like, a, I love, there's a TED Talk on this where it talks about the, the procrastination monkey. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I've seen that. I've seen that. Great. Um, I'll go ahead. I'll put a link in the show notes because I think it's so good. It's it's a whole. It's I, I, it was such a unique and like fresh way to look at um, effectiveness. So I'll definitely put that in the show notes. A press, press, procrast, procrastination monkey. Um, yeah. TED talk. And figure out who that guy's name is because he deserves so much credit. I do, I do not remember his name, <laughs> I but I will definitely. I'll put it in the show notes. Remember slash podcast Uh, so. What I'm showcasing here is one of the issues that the English language has that we Mm -hmm. named a lot of different things motivation. Mm -hmm. We named motivation something that you can do to yourself by like listening to the right song. Right. And we named motivation something that is required of an outside source. Mm -hmm. And we we don't know what we mean when we say the word motivation. True. Yeah. Totally agree. So that that's. It's a great buzzword and does great for people who want to teach about it like me. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about motivation in the longer form sense, I think a good way to kind of relate to it is overall drive. Um, Okay. Okay. Like, I think it's also used as a buzzword, but yes, I, I, I think it's less... You're of, right, it is, actually. It, it's not in the top five list, because I named the top four for this area, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually right. in the top 20 list. Okay. Um, so it is a buzzword. But uh, that being said, like I think people have this better understanding of what drive means. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I agree. It's almost it's, it's almost its own type of energy. It's not like how I feel physically or how tired I am. It's not physical exhaustion or mental exhaustion, but it's like task-oriented exhaustion almost. Yeah, yeah, totally. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's the kind of 
That's kind of what I relate to when I'm talking about motivation, typically from my perspective, because it's something that is observable, it's something that is controllable, and it's something that is impactable. So is the bigger type of motivation that has deadlines. You can try to create that kind of motivation to yourself if you just set your own deadlines. This is something that everyone who teaches productivity talks about. Mm -hmm. Does it work? No, no. No, no, it doesn't. No. So why does everybody talk about it? I don't know. <laughs> why does everybody <laughs> teach something that doesn't work? Right. Well, <laughs> it sounds, sounds nice. It does. And, and it's, it's empowering. Like, you can set your own deadlines. You can do this. But and I, I, I just started this a long time ago. I'm sure, like, as, as, as you did, is that self-imposed deadlines, while they work in so, like, the ratio of them working to them not working is absolutely terrible. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's obviously, if you look at it, like, again, right, in a mathematic sense, which is, again, why I love having your brain to pick, because, again, right, looking at things in a mathematical sense, is it, it's a pretty good thing when you're talking about business, you're talking about growing yourself, um, whether as, as a public speaker, as many of people who listen to this podcast are growing to be, trying to improve their communication, um, but also just in general in life. I mean, I think this is applicable to anything, whether you're raising a family or trying to grow your business or trying to move up in your career or do a good job. Like, like all of this has so much uh, applicability to it. So um, why don't you yeah, wrap up this um, about motivation? We can move on because we're rapidly running out of time. And I knew this would happen. But why don't so you I'm just going to some- say this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end that kind of thought tangent. I don't know. Just with something that I know for a fact that you've figured out, you personally, Luke, and that I feel like your audience needs to know, because otherwise I ended with saying, hey, the biggest thing that's taught doesn't work. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Buy my book. (laughs) And I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say, oh, I wish I had more time. Let's just talk later under the paid circuit. No. Um, You know this, Luke. The only way to have deadlines that you set work is to set them for other people. And what I mean totally. by that is for a client that you're working with yep. or for a business partner with some sort of stakes on the line. It's mm-hmm. the only, and you can impose that whenever you want. Or, or for, for a clientele or for like an audience. Exactly. Like, um, like my making my videos, this podcast, all of these deadlines are self-imposed. Um, you know, editing these podcasts, creating them, they're all self-imposed. But the reason I'm able to do them is because I know I'm doing them for other people. Because I see the people listening. I say, okay, these people are listening. These people are responding. These people are finding value in it. So therefore, I can't stop. Exactly. So that's and once it's bigger than you on a personal level and you've brought other people into it, mm-hmm. you can then force yourself to be more motivated. Yeah. And hey. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, that, and I think that's a great way to end like the topic. Just because like, <laughs> we covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time. And like I said, like, Originally, if you want more of this like a information, crash course masterclass right there. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Crash course masterclass is always good. Um, definitely check out Devin's book um, on Amazon. It's very affordable. I don't know. I don't. I didn't look at the very at the current price of it, but I I know I got it for I think like seven or nine bucks or something like that. So definitely and affordable. It, it's actually cheaper now. Oh um, really? It's yeah, totally, it's, it's so, so worth it though. Like it's I will like and I say that like just in disbelief because also like I. I I have a lot of experience in the things that you teach, <laughs> but 
but still, like, I was reading, I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. Maybe just listening to his podcast on your sharing information I haven't, actually haven't heard before. Um, so I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually learning something. I'm writing this down, you know, because I want to remember. So um, definitely check out his book. It's, it's, it's so worth it, you know, for however much it is on Amazon. I mean, I would say as an as a unabashed review, honest, honest review, I would easily pay like 50 bucks for it. So it's a little booklet, very easy to read. So it's like a dollar like page. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, but we are running out of time. Um, so I want to pivot. There's a lot more that we want to talk about. So I want to pivot very quickly to some things that are very important. Like the main reason we actually scheduled the podcast interview. So you've gone through a lot of phases in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. We talked about you going from being paralyzed at a, at a school dance mm-hmm. to teaching dance um, from that stage. Right. From, you know, teaching dance to forming your own business, from forming your own message, your own way of teaching, which is surprising. Like, I know what people see a lot of different people have different methods. It's not easy to create your own methods of teaching. I'll say this as a coach. It took me a long time to form my own method of teaching. Um, that's different from everyone else so I can provide value that no one else can provide. But you've been pivoting a lot. So t- give me a short <laughs> okay. oh, um, kind, of, kind of look at what has the last year been for you and kind of um, – and the reason why I just want to preface it with this is that I'm never done pivoting and changing and growing and learning and exploring. And I know you're not either. And I think a common misconception of entrepreneurs is that we have to do, or in public speakers, like whatever you want to do, there's a misconception that you choose your thing in life and you do it. And that's the only thing you do. And I think that's a horrible misconception. So um, for the audience right now, what have you been doing lately? And especially with something in particular, um, what are some things that we can learn? Do you know what the immersion principle is, Luke? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I practice it on a day-to-day basis. A little bit too much sometimes. <laughs> I am a firm believer in the immersion principle. Mm-hmm. Uh, for your audience, yes. for those who don't know, uh, I already explained to you twice what the immersion principle is. <laughs> and now I'll just actually tell you what it is. So I learned how to swing dance to a level where I could teach it and compete in it in two months. Mm-hmm. That's the immersion principle. Yep. It's literally hyper-focusing on one thing to where you do it more than anything else, including sleep, mm-hmm. for one to three months. And in that time frame, you can literally become an expert in any field that you want to become an expert in. Yeah. You can know more than 80, 90% of the experts in the world in a very short period of time if you're willing to do that. And sometimes it doesn't just take time. Sometimes it takes a lot of money. It just depends on the subject matter. Right, of course. Um, because, I mean, the, the dance lessons that I took weren't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. So, for in 2017, I was rocking this business that I loved and I was passionate about, mm-hmm. where I was giving talks, and I've actually still given like 18 talks this year. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. And talking about building confidence, talking about productivity, and just right. these things that I'm passionate about that I have immersed myself in. Mm-hmm. And... December, I was bored. Yep. Of 2017, and, last year. Yes. Yes. December of last year, I, I was bored. And I, I looked at where my business was at and what it would take to get it to where I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want it Been that there. Much. Yep. I didn't want it that much. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say that like it's a bad thing and I don't have regrets about that. What I realized was this business had elements that I loved and elements that I hated. 
So I didn't okay. want to have to deal with the elements of the business that I hated. Um, and I didn't want to have to deal with what it would take to get my business where it should be. Should be. I, mm-hmm. I decided that myself. Right. It was, yeah, <laughs> so I pivoted to something that I have been studying for the four years that I'd been in business, three years that I've been in business at that time, that I'm super interested in. I've always been interested in, and I've always studied from more of a casual setting. And this year, over the last eight months, I've completely immersed myself in marketing. Okay. Um, so I told you at the beginning of this call that I, uh, my, I had my copywriter write my intro. Yeah. Okay. He owns fifty percent of my business. So <laughs> saying my copywriter doesn't sound <laughs> my copywriter. <laughs> this person that I employed. No, yeah, your business partner, right? Yes, yes. my business partner. Um, actually, side note, I have to say it. Okay. Um, right now it's eleven fifty-one p.m. Yes. Um, where I am right now is my business partner's girlfriend's apartment, and he's not here. That, that's all. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember when we talked earlier. We talked about the backdrop, and I said you'll find a good place with good internet and good and good lighting and good and good backdrop. And yeah. you said this is a nice place, so I'm like, okay, good, record there then. <laughs> Stay there. Yes. So anyway, um, it was uh, it was this thing. What? I don't know. Like they shook. Like I, I, the image went weird, so I. Oh, okay. That's okay. Um, that's that's my that's my signal to cut when I'm editing. Um, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. So you you forge into your your business partner. Right. So it was this thing where when I was recompiling what I should do. Mm-hmm. There's three. Anybody here who ever wants to go into business for themselves, there's three things I want you to consider before you take on an endeavor, mm-hmm. and it's. What are you good at right now? Write a list of what you're good at right now. That you know you're good at because you've had validation. Okay. What pays well? I'm serious. You have to consider this. If you don't consider what pays well, you end up doing what I did for years, which is like talking on something that nobody wants to hear about. Um, well, they want to hear about it. They will not pay for it. That's another, that's another <laughs> topic that we get into later. Right? Um, and then the third one is... What are you passionate about? Okay. Now, if you don't have something on that ends up on all three of those lists, what you're good at, what pays well, and what you're passionate about, then keep looking. You need something that overlaps all three. If it's missing in one of those categories, then you're going to have a miserable career no matter how successful you are. Um, so when I looked at this, I had gotten a lot of compliments from, and I only care about very specific people but um i've gotten a lot of compliments from the entrepreneurs that i kind of respect and wish to emulate on my marketing tactics um on and on my copywriting even even though i outsource that side of it but uh well i mean i know like i can attest i told you i think i want to say i was one of the first to tell you i don't know if i truly was but that I received, I subscribed to your email list because I knew. I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll subscribe to your email list. I'll beta test one of your courses. Yep. And I told you up front, dude, you have some of the best copywriting I've ever seen. Yep. And uh, uh, so yeah, so definitely, like those, I definitely saw those skills in there. Right. And so something that I've been told I'm good at, something that I've loved and been interested in for years, and by the way, 
it pays obnoxiously well. Oh, it does. no, no, it, yeah, yeah. It, right. So like all yeah. everything was there. So <laughs> everything was there. Everything was there. You made that pivot, and right. like I said, we're running very short on time right now. Um, I definitely want to talk to you more about having you back on because okay. there's so much we can talk about. But you are doing something in particular for me now. By the time this airs. Another podcast episode will air that I have previously recorded. Getting all the timelines <laughs> right here. It's it's oh my gosh, getting the timelines right is so confusing when it comes to recording content in advance. Where I at where I said the words and I said this phrase and you'll hear it. I'll send it to you when I post it. Where I said this phrase is that I have and will pay you more money to provide a service that I have ever paid any one in my life yes the most expensive yes. thing i've ever purchased in my life is is your service okay so just really quickly i want to get yeah. a little plug for you and my and my course here yeah just a little a, a little plug about what you're doing for me right now cool so i'm going to first off um luke do we have time to talk about like the sales call um Let's talk about this afterwards because I have an idea about okay. some. I have something okay. in mind. But yeah, let's talk about that afterwards. I'll, I'll record it and I'll maybe post it as a bonus. I'll, I'll see what happens, okay? Okay. Okay. So, moving on then. Uh oh. You're still good. Just keep talking. I'll, I'll, <laughs> like, I, you cut out. I can hear you. So. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you to stop if, if I can't hear you anymore. So. Here's, here's effectively what I do and what my business partner and I have collaborated on. We will take any product, any product, actually really specific, but we like to make digital products with coaches. So if you're a coach, we will walk alongside you and help you develop digital products, create all the systems necessary to present these digital products, all the systems necessary to sell these digital products, and then we'll sell them for you. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. And why do you do this as a coach? Generally, coaches don't want digital products. They don't want info products. But what if I could just promise you that you're never going to get on the phone with an unqualified lead again because they already know who you are, they already like you, and they're already in the habit of giving you money. Yeah. And I know, <laughs> and when you say that, you, and I'm just going to preface this because I've heard I've heard a lot of people say some, something similar to that. And I will say, like, um, the only when you told me something along similar along lines of that, the only reason why I was like, yeah, let's talk about this more is because I, I knew you. I was like, I know your capabilities and your skills, and therefore I know you can provide a good service. And then once you actually started working for me in this last month of us working together, because it has truly been a group project in, in launching this mm -hmm. course, mm -hmm. is that I've uh, is that I've truly seen. Um, just the things that I never would have even thought to do, much less would have had the energy or motivation or time, like literally just the time to do never would have happened. And so just to like, yeah, we're running, we're running over time right now. So I'm just going to cut, I'm going to, I have to cut this short. I'm sorry, Devin. I know we can talk. We, we have, we, we regularly have two hour long conversations. So it's not <laughs> even a problem. Um, by his so, course though. Yeah, so the public, you. yeah, so thank you. Thank you very much. 
So it's basically it's a public it's a public speaker's guide. It's a uh, public speaker's guide. Communicate with confidence. Um, whatever we decide on the final name, the absolute final name on it. Um, full course, take you A to Z from nothing. Absolutely no experience in public speaking, no idea, no learning, no nothing to getting paid to speak. Boom. Yeah. The entire course. In a nutshell, I have several like mini courses. I have a free ebook that I'm including along with it. A um, lot of cool courses, and then most of it, a lot of it, is due to Devin and of course Nick. We can't re- we can't forget about your business partner. Um, I already did. So, <laughs> so I want to end. I want to end this though um, with two things. Well, three things really, but main two two main things. Um, one is one simple piece of advice you have for me. Like just 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 all right. I've already told you about this, right? You should have something ready. And then one piece of advice for public speaking for anybody listening. Okay. One piece of advice I have for you, Luke. I know okay. you pretty well. I've known you for a right. while. Yep. Uh, stop trying to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> Other people have figured it out. Learn from them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, I love it. Perfect. Okay. So one piece of advice. So public speaking advice for yep. anybody listening that they can implement like an actionable piece of advice. Actionable. Okay. For Q&As, let's say you're giving a speech and you have a Q&A right. attached to it. Okay. Uh, you will sound like a better expert when someone asks you a question that you don't know the answer to if you say, I don't know. Learn to yep. do that. <laughs> such, and, it's, and the thing is that it's such a good piece of advice and something that you just don't hear. And I think I've said, I know I've definitely said in coaching calls, I definitely said this in coaching calls. Um, but yeah, it's so true. It's saying, it's trying to like, and I've def- I've tried this. Like I've made this mistake. I have <laughs> I to. You have to. Yeah. Every every beginning speaker does, and that's why you know we're part of this podcast is helping you avoid the mistakes that we made. Um, but saying I don't know is such an incredible credibility statement. To say, look, I, I'm a human. I don't know everything. You ask me this. I don't know. I'm being perfectly honest with you. I'm not going to make up some answer. Not actually answer your question because nobody likes that. And even better, right? and usually what I do, I don't know how often you do this, is I'll say, look, this is my card. Like, email me. Like, I have cards back there. I have my email. Email me this question to remind me. I will follow up with you. And I do that. I literally will do that. As I know I was answering someone, especially, like, I was asked one question about the effects of, like, certain types of marijuana and mental health. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is out of my field. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. So I'm like, okay. I'll look, you, you quoted a piece of research, send it to me, I'll look at it and give you my feedback on this piece of research. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so definitely, great piece of advice, great to have you, where can people find you, where can people um, subscribe to your email list, um, sign up for your products, find more about you and your business? Okay, so real quick, um, I, I just have the link for this in your show notes because I don't have the link built yet, but okay. I do have a course that's teaching everything about every form of confidence that you could possibly think of about Ooh, stage presence. Okay. It's titled Public Confidence. Okay. Uh, Luke, you were the beta test. Yes, you I You were was. in the beta I group. Loved it. Yeah, I love um, it. It's being revamped to a different platform, so that's why I don't right. have a link yeah. right now. Yeah, but You will have a link by the time this is posted. Yeah, and I'll you, put that in your show notes, and that's where you can find that if you want to buy that course. It's... Well, I want to I charge $125 for it, but I'll charge you guys at 75 bucks. Okay, hey, like that's, and honestly, that is way lower. You haven't ta- told me the price for that yet. That is way lower than I thought you would charge. 
Well, and I'm not even like, and I know like as, and I find out like, and I, I'm just going to say this right now for people listening, um, is that like over the course of this interview, I probably sounded very like maybe pandering or so like, oh, wow. Oh, that's so amazing. That's so great. It's all <laughs> J like, I'm not like my whole brand is being unashamed, being not like not nothing is founded on the seats or anything like that. I promise this is all genuine. I truly thought you charge much more than that for that course. I know why you would. The issue is the course has no guaranteed ROI attached to it. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, and this is something we talked about. Maybe we can talk about yep. later in another podcast episode about product <laughs> development, um, depending on how that goes. Yep. But um, yeah. Okay. So the, show, the link to your course will be in the show notes at yep. loopdmaxwell.com slash podcast. Um, either search Devin or, you know, if you've, if if you if this is old, then you either search Devin or look for episode like thirty seven. This should be episode thirty seven to thirty eight. Yep. Um, you'll find the link there. I mean, uh, if getting... you want to reach me any other way, uh, mm-hmm. on Facebook, go to either Prometheus Pro, which I know is bizarre. I'm not even going to explain it. It's hard uh, to go spell. To... <laughs> yeah. So I would rather you actually go to uh, Windfall Elite and go to windfallelite.com. You're going to see my current project, what my business partner and I are taking yep. care of. But you're also going to see ways that you can reach out to me. And we, I still talk about this stuff. I just don't have a platform that promotes it anymore since December. Yeah, I, I know. I know we've talked a lot about the website. <laughs> it's yeah. been a saga. But I can say very honestly, it is such a pleasure to have you on. Um, and especially, right, it's, it's now tomorrow. It's um, oh. <laughs> officially tomorrow to say to quote to quote Lord of the Rings. Um, it is it is um, twelve o'clock right now. We are filming this, so I appreciate your perseverance and dedication, and just overall skill set and everything else. Um, definitely want to have you back on. Make sure you check out the show notes because literally I'll have just so much in the show notes for you after this interview. It'll take me a long time to build them just for the massive amount we're going to have from this. So the show notes will definitely be very valuable for you. Remember LukeDMaxwell.com slash podcast. You can find everything there. Thank you so much, Devin. Have a great morning. (laughs) Rest of your night. And we will be sure to connect with you back later. It's been fun, man. Thank you. Take care. You have been listening to Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. I think I've said the show notes like enough to have you remember. If you don't remember by now, I'm sorry. Um, Check back um, in the next few days. We have another great podcast episode for you. And remember, as always, to stay on the positive side of things.